Hello and welcome to Franzic Radelet's FMLA Insights Podcast. I'm Jeff Novak, an attorney at Franzic Radelet, and I'm here as always with my colleague, Bill Picorni. Our law firm, Franzic Radelet, is a 50-attorney, Chicago-based labor and employment and education boutique law firm and maintains a national practice in labor and employment law. For this month's FMLA podcast, we thought it would be of benefit to our listeners to summarize recent FMLA amendments that expand leave rights for employees with family members in the armed forces and to briefly analyze legislation currently pending in Congress that would significantly amend the FMLA or otherwise provide for uh, broadened forms of leave for employees. Bill, as many of our listeners are aware, in late October 2009, President Obama signed into law legislation that expands FMLA leave rights for employees with family members in the armed forces. First of all, let me take you back to the FMLA as it existed prior to these recent amendments. Bill, would you provide just a quick overview of the two types of family military leave before the recent amendments? Sure, Jeff. Um, And these are two relatively recent additions to the FMLA. These come out of amendments that uh, were made in 2008 that create two kinds of leave for military families. The first is what we typically refer to uh, using the, the term in the legislation as qualifying exigency leave. And originally what this allowed uh, was uh, family members of individuals in the National Guard or the Reserves uh, could take um, leave for qualifying exigencies uh, that arose out of their family members being deployed in support of a contingency operation uh, in the uh, in, in the National Guard or Reserves uh, on active duty. Um, secondly, the 2008 amendments created military caregiver leave. Uh, This allows uh, eligible employees to take up to 26 work weeks of leave in a 12-month period to care for a covered service member, and that uh, includes uh, both the regular armed forces and the National Guard and Reserves. Um, But to care for a covered service member who's uh, seriously injured or, or becomes ill in the course of active duty military service. Bill, how does leave for a qualifying exigency change under the recent amendments? Well, under the new amendments, um, first of all, as I said, originally qualifying exigency leave was available only to uh, family members uh, of uh, individuals in the National Guard or the Reserves. The new legislation expands this entitlement in in two ways. First of all, uh, it uh, now applies to families of those serving in the regular armed forces, not just the National Guard or Reserves. Um, secondly, while the law uh, prior to the, the 2009 amendment applied only to qualifying exigencies that arose from a, a military service member's active duty service in support of what was called a contingency operation, um, which is, without going into the technicalities, basically the operations in Iraq and Afghanistan, the new amendment expands that coverage to uh, any active duty service in a foreign country. So you no longer need to concern yourself with whether the um, uh, active duty service is, uh, in fact, in support of a contingency operation, as that was previously defined. Bill, how does leave to care for a service member change under the recent amendments? 
Well, in a couple of ways. First of all, originally the uh, military caregiver leave provision didn't uh, apply to only current members of the armed forces. So uh, somebody who was recuperating in a military hospital or on the temporary disability retirement list, but not those who were on the permanent disability retirement list or who had been dis- discharged from the military altogether, so not veterans. The new legislation allows leave to care for a veteran who's undergoing medical treatment, recuperation, or therapy for a serious injury or illness incurred in the course of active duty if that treatment, recuperation, or therapy occurs within five years after the veteran leaves military service. The new amendment also expands the definition of serious injury or illness that was contained in the original 2008 uh, legislation to cover conditions that existed before the active duty military service but were aggravated by such service, because that was an open question uh, left by the original legislation, and that question has now been answered by Congress. There really is so much up in the air right now regarding the FMLA law uh, affecting the workplace. Bill, What should employers do from just a practical standpoint in light of these recent amendments? Well, a couple things. Number one, uh, keep listening to our podcast. Um, It's really important for employers to keep up to date, and whether that's through us or whatever other resource, uh, but uh, keep informed of what the current law is. Uh, These new changes to the military caregiver and qualifying exigency leave provisions were kind of snuck into a much larger Defense Department authorization bill and kind of took a lot of us in uh, the labor and employment law community by surprise. Um, so employers need to keep an eye out for these kinds of things because they can come up uh, quickly and take effect immediately like these provisions, uh, and there may be very little notice. Um, in terms of how to communicate these issues to your workforce, um, this is a really good argument for maintaining your policies and procedures in an electronic format that's easily updated and doesn't require you to print out an entire new employee handbook or rely on employees to put an insert in the back of their uh, prior uh, edition of the employee handbook. Um, and, but where that's not possible, it is it is important to at least make sure that when employees are uh, encountering these situations that you're aware of the current regulations that are in effect, that you're applying the law uh, as it's currently in effect, and that you are uh, taking care to make sure your notices and uh, paperwork reflect the current requirements. These recent amendments beg the question, uh, what's next? Are there other additional FMLA amendments that we need to prepare for? And the short answer is yes. There really is a logjam right now in uh, workplace legislation due to the ongoing health care debate in Congress. Once that debate ends, we have to assume that Congress will take up in some fashion legislation that we refer to uh, generally as family workplace balance uh, issues. Toward the top of that list is legislation that significantly expands the FMLA. Based on our count, there are over 10 bills in Congress that either touch upon the FMLA or provide for some sort of uh, federally mandated leaves of absence. The common thread through all of these bills is some sort of paid leave, 
whether that's actually mandated on the employer or whether that's provided for in some kind of, of federal insurance fund or grant. Let me highlight a couple of those bills that will likely gain uh, national attention over the next several months with respect to the FMLA and or paid leave. The main piece of legislation that we've heard uh, a lot about over the past several months is the Healthy Families Act. Under this legislation, employers who employ 15 or more employees would be required to provide one hour of paid sick leave for every 30 hours worked and would allow the employee to accrue up to 56 hours of paid sick leave per year. Employees would begin to accrue that paid sick leave on the first day of employment and would be allowed to to use that, that paid leave soon thereafter. They could use it for their own illness, for uh, to, to care for parents or children, or to, vis- or to visit a health care provider. What's significant about this legislation is it currently has well over 100 co-sponsors, which at least signifies its importance among a democratically controlled House of Representatives. So uh, keep an eye out for the Healthy Families Act, House Resolution 2460, in the months ahead. A couple of other pieces of legislation to keep an eye on in terms of the FMLA is the FMLA Inclusion Act, House Resolution 2132. This act would amend the FMLA to allow leave to care for a same-sex spouse, a domestic partner, a parent-in-law, even an adult child, or a grandparent with a serious health condition. The FMLA Enhancement Act, House Resolution 824, would go even further. It would amend the FMLA uh, first to um, include a greater number of employers. Right now, the FMLA only covers those employers with 50 or more employees. The FMLA Enhancement Act would apply to employers with 25 or more employees. And significantly, it would amend the FMLA to allow employees to take time off of work to participate in their children's or even their grandchildren's Uh, community organization activities to attend regular medical or dental appointments that are not presently covered by the FMLA, or even to attend to the needs of an elderly relative, such as a visit to the nursing home. Um, I had a hard time imagining that the FMLA might apply to a grandma who wanted to take leave to attend um, a grandson's or a granddaughter's karate lesson, but that may very well be the case under the FMLA Enhancement Act. So interesting developments there and certainly uh, various changes to the FMLA that we need to keep an eye on. There are a couple of other bills that that are worth noting that would provide for uh, insurance funds that an employee and employer would pay into, um, grants from a federal level that would either provide for some sort of paid leave for FMLA or would provide some kind of wage enhancement when an individual takes FMLA leave. Those are those are other bills pending in Congress right now that that again are worth keeping an eye on in the months ahead as as we get into a national debate on on family work life balance and and how the FMLA might be affected. Bill in closing we might want to touch upon uh, some recent amendments Uh, to the FMLA that affect the eligibility of airline flight crews. 
Could you just uh, briefly touch upon that? Sure, Jeff. Um, the Airline Flight Crew Technical Corrections Act uh, was recently cleared by the Senate, uh, passed the House back in February of this year, and is expected to be signed by President Obama. Without getting into the technicalities of it, there was an issue uh, in which flight crews were not meeting the 1,250-hour minimum requirement to be eligible for FMLA leave because of the way standby time was counted uh, towards the act. The new legislation would correct that and essentially make FMLA leave available to uh, airline pilots and flight attendants who uh, otherwise may not have been eligible for leave. That concludes our FMLA Insights podcast today. If you have questions about today's podcast or if you have suggestions for a future FMLA Insights podcast, please email us at fmla at fransic.com. This podcast is a free production of Fransic Radlet. Fransic Radlet's podcast and website are intended for general informational purposes only and are not legal advice. While we encourage your feedback, please do not send us any confidential information unless you are a client of our firm as your communications with us may not be privileged.